Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer joining you from Fort Lauderdale. All right, full disclosure, I feel for you in Edmonton today. I know it's minus 14 Celsius there. It's plus 28 in Fort Lauderdale. Wait till you see our panel. Go to EdmontonOilers.com. My body was in toxic shock this morning with the heat and the the humidity. Jay Woodcroft is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. He is on the road with his squad. They got an afternoon or a morning to counter uh, tomorrow. We'll get to Jay right now. Jay, how are you? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good. Good weekend for you guys. Uh, last week, you picked up a pair of victories. Yeah, it was um, a very, very important weekend, I thought, for our team. We had challenged our group um, yeah, with the notion you know, that we had, we had a good month of September. There was lots of good things, lots of good trends within our team game, um, but that we weren't finding the amount of wins that that we had wanted to find. And not because we weren't right there. We were right there, but we were finding ways to not win games. And, and last week, our emphasis uh, was on the fact that winning is a skill. And as we're in the American Hockey League to work on some of these players' individual skills, their skating, their passing, their scoring, all that type of stuff, well, learning how to win was a skill is a skill, too. And so we put that emphasis on the little details of winning games uh, into our practices. And it was nice to see our team play in two heavy games and uh, come out on the right side. It was, uh, it was rewarding for our players and rewarding for our group, and uh, especially as we head into a tough week here in Iowa. Um, you know, it, it was a good sign. Uh, all right, so explain the situation. Uh, you, you play Iowa. That's Minnesota's farm team. That game's actually tomorrow morning? Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's actually, I think, uh, fairly common in the American Hockey League where um, teams once or twice a year, they, they host uh, school games. So they'll get all the 
school children um, in the city that they live in uh, to take a field trip to the, the arena, and the game gets played at 10.30 in the morning, and uh, it's usually a pretty raucous crowd from what I hear. And uh, But that said, it presents some challenges so for us. We wanted to make sure that we got out here a day early so that our bodies could get acclimated. We practiced at 10.30 Central Time uh, this morning to make sure that we were up and awake and, and ready to go. Uh, our team will have a meeting tonight so that we can just focus on uh, playing the game and starting well in the morning. And uh, we had a good skate today and, and look forward to stiff competition tomorrow. Jay, you've you've had a bizarre schedule. I mean, you had a couple of weeks where you just had one game. You had the the two games last week. You're in Iowa tomorrow, and then you got another game against Iowa Saturday night. So at least you got a couple of games. And would you like to see your team maybe play a little bit more hockey right now? Yeah, uh, you know the schedule is what it is, Bob. Uh, for us, we tried to use those weeks where we're only playing one game a week as development week. So I think it was, uh, for us, it, it was positive in the, in the sense that we're able to work on different uh, and small parts uh, of the game that uh, sometimes get overlooked when you're playing an NHL schedule of game day, practice day, game day, practice day, or travel day. We were able to really break break our game down we separated uh players by position worked on things by position um we had some really good off-ice workouts which as you know some of these young men at this stage in their career need so we try to use it as as a positive and and um to really focus in and hone in on our our development that said the coach and me likes to play games so that the team can get into a rhythm and, uh, you know, over the last little bit, we've started to, to play more games. And looking forward to, I think, the month of November presents 10 games for us. So it's a little bit more normalized in the schedule. All right. Uh, Cooper Marodi was reassigned uh, to Bakersfield. Brooks Orprick got a nasty bite out of him about two weeks ago, uh, two and a half weeks ago. He drilled the middle of boards. I think he was a little bit of an upper body uh, tweak. Uh, is he going to be available at all for you this weekend? Yeah, I think we expect him available here over these next couple of state, uh, games. Um, we held him out on the weekend just as a precautionary measure. He's done his therapy and, and has skated hard and preparing him uh, himself to get back into game action but uh he's a solid player we expect him back in over these next couple games and and we'll see where he's at uh afterwards all right uh i believe you moved josh curry up and slotted him between hibbig and uh benson i'd just like to talk about cameron hibbig five goals ten points i mean malone's got ten points as well but he's an ahl vet and to me maybe based on what i saw in the rookie games uh, Cameron Habig's probably been a little bit of a surprise. Just uh, give us a bit of an update on what you're seeing out of him right now. Well, um, for me, I got to watch the development camp, a few skates in development camp in the summertime, and, and Cameron stood out as a stood out in that camp for me. In rookie camp, we found him as a coaching staff in a lot of the positive teaching clips that that uh, we were using to teach our group. Um, I think 
He's an under-the-radar type prospect uh, who has come in. He gives himself a chance to succeed just based on his work ethic, his attention to detail, um, his focus at the rink, his taking care of his body away from the rink. He has been a very strong player, a trusted player uh, for our coaching staff. And I think, as you said, um, you know, his strong start, it, it, it bodes well not only for him personally, but for the organization. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, it's bonus time. I mean, the Oilers did, they believed enough in the prospect, Jay, to, to burn an, a year in his ELC when they signed him uh, last year during right. the season. So somebody believed in him out there. I mentioned uh, Tyler Benson being on that line as well. And, you know, a second-round pick from 2016. There's some second-rounders already in the National Hockey League. Case in point, Alex Dabrinkat. Uh, Tyler hasn't had a chance to play a lot of hockey. I know he trained hard this past offseason. This is an important prospect for the Oilers, isn't it? Well, and you know what? You nailed the you hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, he was able to have a great summer. He feels very good about where he's at physically. He has... Uh, very, very good vision on the ice. You know that, Bob. You've seen him play enough. He can make plays. What's impressed me about the young man and being around him on a day-to-day basis also is, is his work ethic. This is someone who works at his game diligently uh, before practice. He's pulling assistant coaches out to work on small areas of his personal game to add layers and nuances to it. Um, one of the areas we wanted him to clean up was his board work. And I can tell you over the last three or four games, he's made real strides in that area. He makes plays. He mans the first power play unit. He's playing between 18 and a half to 21 minutes a night. He's had a very strong start to his, his American Hockey League season. That line before Marodi got called up, the three kids played together. Uh, they pushed each other. They drove each other. And I felt good about putting them on against uh, any line in the American League. They were a real uh, positive um, positive part of our group. Uh, when Marodi got called up, then we moved Josh Curry into that spot. And, and I believe those two young guys were able to push Josh's game forward. And all of a sudden, now Josh is producing at a greater clip as well. So um, I think... All three of those young guys, coupled with some of the strong veteran performances that we've had, it's been a real positive uh, part of our team. Well, uh, I'll be honest with you, Jay. Uh, when I saw Tyler play uh, Bantams, I mean, he was so dominant. But I didn't know, even when I saw him limited viewings of Vancouver, I didn't know he had the sort of vision uh, that you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, he's... Yeah. He's 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 like and I saw him play a fair amount that year because it was a lockout year back in twelve thirteen when he was the number one pick in the WHL Bantam draft. He was a phenom, but he sees the ice way better than I thought initially. I want to talk about a couple defensemen. You got Ethan, you got Ethan Bear yeah. back this week. How was he? And how about the year the start of the year that Caleb Jones is having as well? Well, I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to answer that for you, Bob. I, I would say this about Benson is that. What's unique about his vision and playmaking ability is that he can make plays both on his forehand and on his backhand. He's a good, he is a strong, strong offensive player. But like I said, 
what has really impressed me is his attention to detail uh, on the little parts of his game, the board work, the fact checking. And for me, his skating has come a very, very long way in a short period of time. And it's a credit to him for all the hard work that he's put in. I think uh, Ethan uh, came in and helped steady our lineup. He moves pucks. Uh, you can see that he has uh, some polish to his game, uh, especially at this level. Um, he's come in and, and given us three solid pairs that we feel good about that can play against any, any four grouping in the American Hockey League. He's been a good player. Caleb has, uh, I believe, um, emerged a little bit as a uh, growing different parts of his game. I think on the weekend, we had some guys that are battling some illness. Uh, right. Were me not feeling well, throwing up on, you know, in between periods or, um, you know, on the bench, that type of thing. So we were forced to play a short number of, of players on the back end for a couple peri- couple periods. Caleb Jones was playing, you know, anywhere from 26 to 28 minutes a night. So he was able to handle that in two very heavy, intense hockey games, which I think is a step forward for him. I think what's unique about Caleb is his skating ability uh, and athleticism, his ability to transport the puck up the ice. He's been... Uh, very good with that. His decision-making with the puck and understanding that he doesn't have to win the game every shift has come a long way uh, over these last nine games. He, um, you know, his offensive game has been very good. He's manning the number one power play unit, and the power play has been a real source of strength for our team uh, this season, he's, I think he's got two goals right from the top, which is a positive sign. And uh, I'm very, very pleased with where his personal game is at and how he's taken a step forward over this last month. We're joined by Jay Woodcroft. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. The final question for Jay pertains to goaltending. you played nine games. You've had four different guys get decisions. Uh, Dylan Wells is not currently with the group. Uh, Sturette got in there last week. Stuart Skinner's one and one. Al Montoya's three and two. So obviously you're, you're trying to splice some of these younger guys, Shane Sturette and Stuart Skinner. Uh, just a thought process on the combination, the uh, cumulative effort of the guys between the twine. Well, it it really has been uh, a platoon effort. Um, Mon- Monty, uh, his. Uh, you know, he had a new addition to his family. His wife had a child. And uh, because of that, and it happened um, kind of quickly, quicker than expected, uh, we, were, we were missing him for a little bit. And when we missed him, Stuart Skinner was up and got his opportunity to win his first American Hockey League game. I thought he acquitted himself very nicely. He was big. He was calm. His teammates wanted to play for him. I thought uh, that was a, a real good sign and a good first step uh, in his American League career. Shane Starrett came in on the weekend and played in a back-to-back situation, uh, and I thought he made every save he should. I thought he made some big saves down the stretch for us. What I liked about him was that there weren't a lot of 
second or third chances because he kept his crease clean and got good freezes when the team needed it. Uh, he came in and won a big game for us, and I was pleased for him. Monty has been a true pro. Uh, his game is very good. And, uh, you know, we're, we're quite happy with where we're at as a group. We know that there's room for improvement. We've worked on small details to our game and practice. And we're looking forward to this, this month where, like I said, I think we're playing 10 games this month. We're looking forward to it. Jay, best of luck uh, this week. We'll hook up with you early next week when you get back into uh, Baco. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you. That's Jay Woodcroft. It's 149 at Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show. Uh, we're going to get to some of your texts involving the Milan Lucic incident. We will tell you, Royal Pizza, the best pizza in the city, still making it great. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 152 and Edmonton, Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group package vacation with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. Here's Brendan Escott. On this day in 2006, Dwayne Rollison makes 34 saves as the Oilers beat Montreal in a shootout. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Rick has texted the show on our Heartland Ford text line. I find it interesting that you only address texts that endorse your point of view. Don Fear stood at the podium years ago and said fighting would be eliminated by the end of his term. Uh, the best hockey to watch is in the playoffs and Olympics. Hmm, no fighting. And Bob, I'm a six foot two, 225-pound farm boy, and I probably fought more than you, and I uh, can't wait to see uh, predatory fighting abolished your thoughts from Rick uh, well, you, if you're from Killam and you're six foot two and 225 pounds there's a chance you probably you're probably a tough farm boy that's a distinct possibility you fought more than me you certainly won more than me I don't even think I tied many back in the day uh, well fighting I, I think there's still I mean you know Jerome McGinley fighting Vincent LeCavier those sort of fights whatever I mean that happens um, Will it be totally eliminated? I'm not 100% convinced of that. This text comes in out of Grand Prairie. Just watched the Lucic video again. Awesome. The guy thought he got away with being dirty and hurting our player. He was a coward. So Lucic even the playing field. Other teams beware. Don't get dirty and hurt our guys or you'll pay. Uh, this text comes in out of Grand Prairie. Can't believe Calgary fans are phoning to diss Luch. Really? Unreal. I'm a personally huge fan of Lucic. I just, uh, I'm with uh, McClellan. Remember that Lucic did his best of Nugent Hopkins. Lucic, Nugent, Ratty would be my second line. Reader, uh, McDavid, and Drysettle should be the first. And I also think 
Okay, well, that's, that's a text that uh, just recalibrated here. I lost the text here. But again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us, at orders now. This text comes in out of Lethbridge saying, Bob, we won't see any changes in the league until the refs are held accountable for their calls and their missed calls. Maybe a press conference after the game where they explain some of their decisions, and if they can't explain it, maybe they'll think twice about it the next time they make or don't make a call. We'd be, the, well, that would be an all-night conversation if that occurred. I'd like to thank all of you for texting in the show, calling in the show, and the interactive aspects to Oilers. Now, tomorrow, from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Louis DeBrusque, and courtesy of the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, a guy who loves truculence, Brian Burke. Tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, Brendan, who does Reed have on? Oh, give me half a second here, Bob. He's got quite a few guests, uh, including Kelly Rudy, former Quebec Nordique, Randy Mahler, the CFL's move to Halifax, and uh, Moss, Jason Moss and Morley Scott at 7.30. That's the final coaches show of the year. All right. Uh, Milan Lucic, this has just broken, uh, has been fined $10,000 by NHL player safety. That's the maximum allowable under the CBA. Uh, there is no suspension. So there we have it. We have our answer. Up next, the news uh, weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chat Afternoon News with Jayla Nine and Andrew Gross. Have a great Wednesday, everybody, and stay warm. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.